My name is Jaden Lee, and I'm here to inspire you to go bigger with your dreams and goals so you can give bigger with your profits. Welcome to the Go Big to Give Big podcast, where we are challenging six-figure earners to become seven-figure givers. My name is Randy Mullen, and each week, my co-host Steve Arneson and I are interviewing successful entrepreneurs, professional athletes, philanthropists, and other high-performing humans that are inspiring us with their stories. We go deep into uncovering how they have become successful and why generosity is an impact they want to leave on this world. Our mission is to have you leave this podcast wanting to go bigger with your dreams and goals so that you can give bigger with your profits. Let's not waste any more time and jump right into it. All right, today's guest is Jaden Lee. This guy's energy is infectious, and there is no surprise he's had so much success in his life and why he won the Century 21 30 Under 30 Award for Top Real Estate Agents. But it hasn't always been smiles and rainbows for Jaden. He has gone through more in his short life than most people face in their entire lives, from being diagnosed with cancer to losing his mom and then having the loss of one of his best friends while they were on a guy's trip. This guy has seen some of the biggest strategies you can face, but he was able to turn them into some of the most inspiration you can find. In this episode, we talk about how he managed to keep a positive attitude through all the tragedies that he's been through, why he decided to run over 100 kilometers and raised over $125,000 for the Children's Hospital, and how he is now using all of this motivation and inspiration to build his life resume. This guy is one of my favorite humans, and I can't wait to share his story with you. So without any further waiting, here is the incredible Jaden Lee. All right, I am fired up to welcome today's guest, Jaden Lee, to the podcast. Jaden, welcome, my friend. Thanks for having me on, guys. I'm pumped to be on here. It's kind of a crazy story how we got to meet and how we got connected. And I was scrolling through Instagram and followed an influencer, and he was just sharing the story about how he did a call with this guy. And I was like, oh, I have a call with that same influencer in a few weeks. I'll just check out who this guy is. If he's having a call with this influencer, then we should have a conversation about it. And I clicked on his profile. Turns out he lives a few hours away from me and had done some of the craziest stuff in my life. And that was Jaden. And I was like, dude, what's up? You want to hang out and be friends? And ever since then, we've done some pretty fun stuff together. You came over, we ran a marathon a few weeks ago, and we just had a lot of fun getting to know each other out of just meeting on Instagram randomly. So pretty crazy, pretty crazy how we met. It was kind of like that stepbrothers. Like, did we just become best friends? Like, have no idea who each other were, but we just like clicked right away. A hundred percent. And some of the stuff that we're going to go through a lot in this episode of why we got connected, because we're so similar and we have such similar stories and same mindsets. But one of the things was, I saw that originally starting out, like you're fairly young, you're in your early twenties still, you're top 30 under 30 for Century 21 brokerages as a real estate agent. You've accomplished quite a bit in your life already for where you're at and have such an incredible mindset. So like, how did you build that mindset at such a young age to to want to hustle, to build that culture and to be able to achieve what you've achieved so far already? Yeah. So I mean, a little bit about my backstory is like growing up, like I never had any business mindsets, like nothing. I hated school, wanted to go into trades. And then a week before I turned 16, so that was in 2015, I got diagnosed with acute lymphoblastic leukemia which is a type of blood cancer. And so I did chemotherapy at BC Children's Hospital for three and a half years and 
just going through something like that definitely changes your mindset on life in general. And just little things that I took for granted every day, like waking up and going to school. And even though I hated school, when I was in the hospital, there was nothing more that I wanted than to be at school with my friends. So just the little things you take for granted, it is, I say this a lot and it sounds crazy, but like getting cancer was the best thing that could have happened to me because if I didn't get sick, I don't think I'd be doing what I'd be doing now. And so after I got sick, I kind of wanted to, I saw what the nurses did for me. I wanted to go back to school and become a nurse and go down that route and help other kids too. So I got sick halfway through grade 10. I came back to school halfway through grade 11, just did school online when I was in the hospital. And then I took everything I needed for the University of the Fraser Rally for nursing. So I took bio, chem, all that stuff. But you needed 75 hours of volunteer work to get into the program. And because I was getting chemo and my immune system was suppressed, they wouldn't actually let me volunteer in the hospital if it was dangerous. And I was like, that's ridiculous. And they wouldn't let me know. The, I couldn't get the volunteer hours. And then they asked for an exemption. I was like, well, I've been in the hospital for the last two years. I have more experience than any <laughs> volunteering is going to give me. And they still said no. So it was kind of crazy. And so my dad, he always wished he would have done real estate. And so he was, well, why don't you try real, get your real estate license? If it works out great, if it doesn't, you can do nursing in like two years from now when you can't. And I was like, kind of like going open houses when I was younger with my dad and stuff. And I was like, yeah, sure. Why not? So I took my real estate course a month out of high school. And so that I passed the exam December, 2017, I was actually 18 when I passed the exam, I had to wait till I was 19 to get my license. So I've been selling ever since February of 2018. So almost five years now. Dude, that's incredible. And I've come to know your story very well. And it's, uh, it is a blessing and a curse that you got cancer. It's un very unfortunate, but very happy to hear that things are trending in the right direction. And while you were getting chemo, it was crazy. You couldn't even run. Basically, you lost a ton of weight. And then you came back out of that fierce and ready to go. You said you were a real estate agent before you even finished your last chemo and started selling and then just started finding running. So I'd love for you just to share about that short time frame there where you're coming out of the last little bit of chemo, but you were still hungry to go after everything, even what you'd been through. Yeah, I don't know. I just kind of, like I said, I changed my mindset. So I didn't want to waste any time. And so I could have just done nothing for two years and then gone to nursing afterwards, but I didn't want to waste any time or fall behind. So that's why I got into real estate so young. And I, I literally have a buddy with me. He came to one of my chemo appointments with me and he has a video of me on my phone, like talking to a client while I'm like in the bed getting chemo. It's pretty funny, actually. But yeah, no, I just kind of, after that, I just wanted to make, like, I just wanted, I knew that there was something like more to life than just doing a nine to five or something. So I knew I wanted to make an impact and I knew I, w I wanted to make an impact in nursing and helping kids, but real estate was kind of a different way of doing that. And so it's still like seeing, helping people achieve their dreams in real estate to me was just as cool. And so, yeah, that, that's kind of where I just got super passionate about it, super young. And like you said, things have been going really good the last five years, got a lot of awards, like top 30 under 30, president's club in my real estate board. And so, yeah, this has gone really well. And I've just been, and the kind of the title back into running, like I found out that I was sick through running because in middle school and strength and conditioning, I was always first in the 10Ks. And then high school came around, I couldn't even run a lap around the track. And I was just felt like I was going to faint. And I kept on saying it was fine. I thought I was out of shape. And so then my PE teacher ended up emailing my mom and was like, Jane is not looking so good. He's sitting out. Can you take him for, and he can't run around the track. Can you take him for a blood test? And that's literally, I found out that I was sick through running. And so now it's kind of cool coming back full circle and 
running is a huge part of my giving back now. So that is a crazy coincidence or uh, if you don't believe in coincidences, whatever that other word is. But I, I know that we'll talk a little bit about the running in a minute. But I want to ask you about like this, the last few years of your life as being a real estate agent and especially at such a young age and seeing that type of success that you are seeing today. What are the, some of the challenges that you've had to overcome? Yeah. So the biggest, like the challenges the last couple of years have de- definitely been, I lost my mom two years ago in August of 2020. Sure. And then I also lost one of my best friends in November. We were actually on a trip in Texas and there was five of us and he actually passed away when we were down there. He got to Long story short, got into a car accident with a random person he didn't know and he went missing and it was a, oh God, this- <laughs> yeah, it was a crazy story, but yeah, like going through obviously cancer and then losing a parent and then losing a best friend literally all within like a span of like two years. It was just, it really changes your mindset. And like, I'll never forget this moment where it was like, I was, it was like right before my mom's funeral. Um, the day before and I was like drunk I was like drunk by myself I was in a bad space in my house and I was just like man like I'm 21 I've achieved all these awards I own my first property I have a nice car I have money but it's like none of that stuff means squat if you're not happy your mind's not right so it just totally changed my perspective and so that's when I needed a goal to work towards to do my run which we'll talk about after um, and then you, t- and then I do my run and then I get into a good mindset again. And then a month later, we go on a trip and my buddy passes away. And so for me, my mindset has just shifted into that. There's just so much more to life than just materialistic things and awards and stuff. And to making sure that you stay humble in the highs of life and hopeful in the lows of life. I want to ask you one more question before I ask you about the running stuff, but actually, no, I'm going to, I'm going to ask that now with those highs and lows, man, like I'm a runner too. And I've always been a runner since a young age. I was track athlete and for me it's been time for peace in my mind and like it's meditation almost for me it's zen for me to go for a run and whether it's in those highs of life where you just close the huge house or big deal and you're all jacked up like the first thing i want to do is go for a run and just be like world yeah and then when i'm like depressed and it's dark outside it's the heat of winter in victoria which is miserable the first thing i want to do is like i need to go outside i need to like i need to move that crazy energy for me what was it for you running gave you out of all that well yeah like for uh, like my run that i did again we'll talk about it a bit but it was just i needed a goal to work towards to get me out of that bad mindset and bad place that i was in in my life and for me running was just kind of one of those things where i put my headphones in and i turned off i there was i had no connection to the world and to me there's no bigger stress reliever or to clear your mind than just put your headphones in let's listen to some music to pump you up or a podcast whatever works for you and then just run for two hours and there you can just think and you don't care about anything else that's going on. And to me, it's just, like you said, it's so peaceful and it's just, it's been, it's helped my mental health so, so much. And it's just one of those things where I think that how you do anything in life is how you do everything. And so for me, like the mental game of pushing through a hard run, like Randy going from not running 15K to running 40K, that was a huge mental game for him. And it's like, you can use that, you can use that mental strength, not only in running, but also in life and business too. You mentioned that running just gave you, want to give you the goal, gave you some, a purpose to, to strive for, but it also gave you like mental clarity or cleared your mind. Attacking business in life today, how does a clear mind help you? Oh, for sure. Like it's, when I was going through a lot of stuff the last couple of years, I feel like I definitely, it's hard to focus when you have so much other things on your mind. And if your mind's not right, it's hard to give a hundred percent 
connect to everything that you're doing because you're not there mentally, right? So for me, if I wake up and want to run in the morning, my day is going to be 10 times better than if I don't. That's awesome, dude. I know how much running means to you and it's been so incredible hearing your stories and we've been alluding to it a bunch, but let's just dive into it, man. <laughs> the, the whole reason why I got attracted to you and, and one of the biggest things that was incredible was I saw when I first opened up your profile that you ran over a hundred kilometers to raise money for the children's hospital for what they did for you. And you raised, I think it was $120,000 or something like that, some absurd amount of money. And I read that on your profile and it still gives me goosebumps because I was like, I remember vividly talking to Samantha and I was like, Samantha, look this guy like he's young and he just ran a bunch of miles and he raised a bunch of money and he's a hustler and he's been through some trauma and that's how we we got connected so much but where did the idea come from to want to do a, a run from chilliwack all the way through the children's hospital 100 kilometers and then how did you start raising the money walk us through that whole journey i want to dive a little bit deeper into this yeah it, that's kind of a focal point of my of my story at Saki. almost a little late but it's like it's hard not to talk about it so and right out, like I said, when I was in that bad pace, like when I was in that bad place after my mom passed away, that was the fall of 2020. And so I was like, I need a goal to work towards something to get out of this rut. And so the, the influencer that we met through, Devin LeBake, this was right around the time that he did a bear crawl in New York City. He bear crawled a marathon and raised half a million dollars for mental health. And I saw the video of it. I showed my friend, one of my best friends, Cameron Banks Lai. I showed it to him and he was like, He's like, dude, that's like unreal. And then we were like, we got to do some sort of endurance event to like raise my children's. And so me and him were kind of just like, I was just kind of getting into running again after getting sick and he was kind of just getting into it. But us that we, at the time we had never even ran more than 10 kilometers. And so Cam was like, you should run a children's hospital from here. And I'm like, screw that. Like, yeah, right. I can never run that far. It's like a hundred kilometers that never ran more than 10. So then that we're hanging out that night, the next day. I didn't even tell him I was doing this. I was like, oh, I'm going to try a 10K this morning and see how it goes. So I do a 10K probably the first time since like my middle school strength and conditioning that I mentioned before. And I do it in like under an hour. And I was like, that was, it was a tough, but I was like, I feel like I could probably do it 10 more times. So I text Cam and I'm like, hey, I'm in, let's do it. And that was in November of 2020. And I still have like a text. It's funny to look back on. And that's literally how it all started. So January 1st, we started training and it's kind of cool to bring the running back into it. So my grandma, my mom's mom, she's actually a huge runner. She's done the Boston Marathon. She's done a bunch of 100Ks. So she actually made me, me and Cam our training schedule for it. So it was really cool to tie kind of my mom and my family into it as well. So yeah, we started training January 1st, 2021. And then just this past October, October 2nd, 2021, me and Cam ran 103.5 kilometers from Chilliwack to BC Children's Hospital. And we raised just over $125,000. I was able to donate it to DC children. So that was like coolest moment by far in my life. <laughs> I couldn't imagine how awesome that must feel and the emotion that went through during the whole run and the fighting the pain, knowing that it was for a good cause. And I know we talked a little bit about you raised all the money and then on the run, it was like, dude, I can't give up on the run because you had all this support behind you that you didn't want to let them down. I like when I started the run, we had hit you know, like over, I had one of my close friends and she was like, we were over a hundred grand and we had like a hundred, the goal was 121. So she was like, whatever you don't like, I'll make up the difference. So it's like, you pay your goal. So like, I knew I hit the goal before I started the run and it was like all of our global news in the morning. And I was like, I have no option, but to finish this thing. Like, I don't care if I have to crawl across the finish line, how long it takes me, I'm getting the freaking children's hospital. <laughs> 
I love that, man. I want to dive a little bit deeper into this and, and explore. Because a lot of people talk about like, oh, I'm going to go do something and raise some money, but it's never that easy. Every time you go and post on Facebook and you're like, hey, donate to me because I'm going to do something. It's very hard. Usually you don't get that. So how does someone that's obviously young and, and gone through a lot, but how do you raise $120,000? Yeah. So I'm, I mean, I'm very fortunate to have a lot of good people in my life and a lot of connections and people that do that are very well off. And especially my buddy Cameron Van Clyde, he was a huge part of it and helped me fundraise. He owns the Century 21 in Chilliwack where I work at. He's a big real estate developer and real estate investor. And so he has a lot of connections. And so he was a big part of me raising that money. Like my initial goal was to raise $20,000. And he was like, why don't you do 121 for like Century 21 and we'll blow the crap out of it. And I'm like, yeah, right. Like how are we ever going to get 121 grand? And we did it. So he was a huge part of that. And just with our local real estate community and other businesses in town, it really just kind of started picking up. And through his connections and my connections and the morning before the run, it was on global news and stuff. So it was just, there was no real secret to it. We just being well liked and connected in the community was a huge part of it. So that's so cool. And I'd love to just know the moment that you wrote that check. And, uh, and you were standing there, just share, share that moment with us so that we can know what that feeling was. Like, what was it like to hand over a check to some place that just had been so special to you for so many years? Yeah. Like we didn't actually know like the full, I wanted to keep it open for a little bit. Cause I felt like donations would still come in that day. I initially wanted to have the check at the end, but we were talking and I was like, yeah, it was best to maybe like kind of keep it open for a week afterwards, just in case people saw it on the news afterwards. And I kind of go back a week later. So donations were still rolling in like a couple of weeks later. And so we set a, a date like two weeks after and uh, I was in my office and I'll never forget like the moment of like this, there were so many different checks that I had and the GoFundMe and adding it all up. And I did like a little math calculation on the envelope and I was like, holy shit, we had like over 125 grand. I was like so fired up and I literally like cried. It was the coolest moment ever. And it was, I was just sitting by myself in my office and just like writing that final number on there. I was just like, the fact that I was able to, like, I had chemo and I was sick and the, be in that hospital for three and a half years and then that, to now be able to give that much money back, like, that was the coolest thing for sure. Dude, that is incredible. And thank you for sharing that. And thank you for just doing that challenge and taking that on. I would imagine there'd be daunting times in prep for it, as well as I'm sure you probably found a wall or two in that 100 K run that you had to overcome. So I appreciate the mission, man, and how you inspired other people and, and the impact that it made. And that, along with kicking cancer's ass and doing the run, signing the big check, like those are really cool things that you can add to your life resume. Yeah. And I see on your profile that you're, you're a fan of this. So you want to build your life resume. I think we've talked about what that kind of means with some other guests possibly, but I don't think what we've ever chatted about is like how... Does that mission of building your, your life resume challenge you to close the gap on who you want to become? Yeah. Like I, like I said before, like my mindset the last couple of years has shifted from materialistic things like these work awards and the work accolades to, to building my life resume and building my life resume is doing stuff like this run and doing the marathon last weekend with Randy and just doing challenges and giving back because that's like, that's the stuff that you're going to look back on and say 40 years from now and be like, you're not going to remember how much money you made in 2021, but you're going to go back and I'm going to be like, holy crap, I donated 125 grand 
to the BC Children's Hospital in 2021. And that's the stuff that you can put on your life resume. And I think that means so much more than just be like, yeah, I'm 30 under 30 and whatever. But to me, it's the really memorable special moments that I put on your life resume. And you can look back on that in 40 years. And that, that's the stuff that you're going to remember. The second thing on your profile, which might be my favorite, is work hard and be nice to people. Why, why is being nice to people important for you, dude? I just think that if there's anything the last couple of years that's taught me that like you don't like everyone's fighting their own battle and you never know what someone's going through. And so if someone's rude to you or gives you like a bad look or if they make a rude comment to you, it's like maybe that person's had a bad day. And it's like, I know where I was at the beginning of this year and no one else probably knew that. But and I just think everyone's fighting their own battle and you never know what someone's going through. And to, so to just be kind to people and be nice and have grace for people, I think that's super important. I love that, man. You're always smiling, no matter when I see you, you're always <laughs> laughing and smiling. And I think it's just infectious and, and what nice attracts nice. And I think you're just, just such a great human. And when you show up in the room, you lighten it up. So it's absolutely special. What's on the life resume for 2023 now? So 2022 was kind of your year to light it up. You did some incredible stuff at the end of 2021. 2022, you went all out and just did everything. You summered hard. You did a lot of really cool accomplishments. You hit a lot of new goals. And what are you looking at to do now in 2023 as a whole? Yeah. So 2023, like obviously you have to work to make a living and make money. So obviously I want to, I'm after I went on a trip in the States for two weeks and hung out with Devin Levesque and a bunch of cool like-minded people. And I never, I came back feeling really more inspired than I've ever before. So I want to come back and grind and work, but then to also have that work-life balance and do those things to build my life resume. So I think I just want to be, I have one big goal next year for sure, which involves doing a run again. And I'm not going to mention it yet, but there'll be something even bigger next year, which I'm pumped to talk to you guys about soon. <laughs> but that, and then just to be spontaneous and just, I had a goal this summer, summer hard, and I learned it from Jesse Itzler. And it's just saying yes to things and that you don't get a lot of summers. So you only get two months of summer. And so it's like, stay, say yes to things like wake up earlier stay up later, go look at the moon, go watch the stars, whatever it is. Like just say yes to things because you don't get a lot of summers. And so I did that this summer and I just said yes to things that ended up being the best summer of my life. And so now I just want to continue that on to life in general, not just in summer. So just to be spontaneous next year. And so if you text me and be like, hey, Jay, let's do a marathon next week. Let's do a freaking marathon. Just so, so everyone knows, I came back from 29029 and listening to Jaden and being inspired, I was like, screw it. I'm just going to run a second marathon. I'm going to run a marathon. And it was less than 10 days away. And I FaceTimed Jade and said, dude, I got a crazy idea. You want to come run a marathon with me? I've never ran more than 10K in my life. You just went and did a bunch of crazy stuff all summer. Let's just run a marathon in 10 days notice. And in instant said yes and came. And so that's just a character of who you are and how you show up of just the mindset you've built is like, I'm a yes guy. Like, why not? What's our, like, we're putting that on the resume. Like, yeah, we ran a marathon in less than 10 days notice with no training, no nothing other than just some water packs and just went and hit it and had some fun. So I know that was Look very cool. On our life resume now because of it. So I just want to keep that going and do stuff like that and crush it in real estate and work next year. Then to also have a couple of big goals in mind as well. What does is, what is doing stuff like that do for the people around you? It's cool. Like uh, I didn't really realize it. I mean, obviously after the run, I got a lot of cool messages and stuff, but 
just the last like couple of weeks of just saying yes and just like, like applying summer hard to my life the last couple of months, I got, I've gotten a lot of messages being people to, from people just being like, I've implemented in this life and it's, it's changed huge for, for me. And so I got a message from this guy a couple of weeks ago and he was, he's a friend of mine and he said that he got inspired from me running and stuff and me doing the hell on the hill in the States a couple of weeks ago. And he was like, I set a goal to do the BMO half marathon in Vancouver next May. And I'm like, dude, that's unreal. I'm like, that's seven months away. Why don't you do the full marathon? He's like, I've never ran more than 10K. I can't do a marathon. I'm like, dude, you have seven months. I was like, before I started training for my 100K, I never ran more than 10 kilometers. I was like, you could do a 42K in seven months, no problem. And he's like, yeah, I guess you're right. He's like, maybe we'll see. And then he messages me the next day. He's like, dude, I just decided to give her and I ran a half marathon today. And I'm like, holy shit. Like, I'm like, dude, you want to do that seven months from now? And you just did it the next day. I'm like, think about what you could do in seven months from now if you just did that in one day. Dude, I just love the mindset that you bring and the energy that you bring to people and just your like true attitude of like, why not? Like what's next? Like, it's just so incredible. I know you've gotten a lot of that from the circle of influence that you've created around your life. And I want to spend the last second here talking a little bit about that before Steve jumps in with some final questions. But the circle of influence is so important and you've curated an incredible circle around you. So what has, you know, hanging out with Jesse Etzler and becoming good friends with Devin LeVake and getting to spend a lot of time with them over the summer. What has that done for you? And how important is it for people that are listening to actually just like invest in themselves and get around that circle of influence? Yeah. So I, I mean, I have a ton of great people in my life in Chilliwack where I live, like my best friend, Cam and my one buddy, Jordan. And I, there's, and I have so many close friends that too many to name. But I have so many great people in my life. And then just surrounding my, like, Devin was a huge part of, like, my mental health journey, just how positive and influential that guy is. So I just followed him for so long. And then I got on a call with him one time and I wanted to ask him a bunch of questions about business and I ended up playing with my run. And then we just connected ever since. And so I was lucky enough a couple of weeks ago to spend two weeks with Devin down in the States. And man, like, just that trip was just, I took away so much from it. And it just taught me that like, no one, like there's no secret to anything. It's all about showing up and just like putting a hundred percent effort into anything you do, because anything, like I said before, how you do anything is how you do everything. And that's something I learned from Devin and those guys. And it's just really cool. And it's you, I, you come back and you're like, Hey, how do I implement this to life now and to go forward from that? And so that's just what I've been doing. I've been journaling a lot about my trip and Man, those guys have been so influential for me and it's been cool to kind of surround yourself with people like that. They are cool people. And I'm curious if you're open to sharing something that you are going to implement that you might have gotten from those connections, relationships, or that experience. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. What do you mean? Is there something that you got from that you're going to implement moving forward? Yeah. So I think it's just, yeah, like, like it's always Devin's big thing is like, what's next. And so I think that's my, like to always have a what's next on the calendar, because if you don't have a what's next and you could lose motivation or whatever. Right. So I have just always have a what's next in the calendar. And so, like I said, I want to be spontaneous and there's a few things that probably might not be what's next, but there's going to be another what's next and big run coming next year, which ties into all these connections as well. So I'd love to just share with that sentiment of I'm a what's next guy as well. Like all I have in mind is whatever my goal is. And as soon as that goal is completed, like take a breath. All right, what's next? And from 29029, I really struggled with not having a what's next. And then I think one of the biggest lessons that I will learn in 2020 
two is that I need to do what you just mentioned of always have a what's next next yeah. and already already like set or planned because that lack of momentum just takes takes so much from you and then you got to rebuild that and I'd rather not do that again. So that's just me being a little open, but your time to be open. Is there a moment that you can look back on and remember, we just brag about yourself a little bit or a situation of just a profound moment of giving that pulls the heartstrings and gives you goosebumps? Yeah. So, I mean, obviously the, the like one of the biggest things was obviously my run and stuff, but, and it's associated with the run, but ne- not necessarily writing the big check for it. It was, there was just, yes, yeah, we raised a lot of money and yeah, we ran a long ways, but the fact that there was literally like kids that were sick in the hospital that came down with signs. And then there was one kid that made, he was too sick to come down. So he made me a sign saying, thank you, Jaden, on the eighth floor of BC Children's. And there was this one little girl named Avery and I left at midnight and ran through the night and she came to Chilliwack. She was a patient at Children's. She came to Chilliwack, made me a sign, was there at the beginning, was there at the end. And I've stayed connected with her and her mom and her mom messaged, messaged me a couple weeks later. And she was like, I came, she, I came home from, Avery came home from school today and she was running around the backyard and I asked her what she was doing. And she was like, I want to, I want to run, I want to run like Jaden one day. And she was just running laps around her backyard. I was like, that was the coolest thing ever. And so she's still to this day, this little girl, she's like six years old and she runs all the time. Her mom said she wants to do a big run like me one day. So. That was the coolest part was to just like, yeah, we raised a lot of money. Yeah, we were on a long ways, but to give like the kids that were sick hope and be like, hey, this guy was in our shoes at one point and like now look what he did. That was by far the coolest part of it. I don't know how you keep yourself together telling all these stories. Like, every time I hang out with you, I just want like, I'm like permanently crying hanging out with you as you share all these stories. And especially over the past two weekends, we got to spend together. It's just, dude, you're just so infectious and I absolutely love it. And I want to jump into our giving round now. Just some rapid fire questions. Easy things for you. You ready? Sure. Brag on one charity that you like. I would say, obviously, DC Children's Hospital, obviously. But I would say that's really the only one that I've... Uh, there's a... Well, actually, I've associated with BC Children's Hospital. There's a program called Falling for Dollars. And a pro- proceed, or a bunch of the proceeds went to this thing. And basically, they put kids through like camps and help any families and stuff that they need while they're sick. So it's not necessarily designated to like cancer, cancer research, and children's. But it's able to support the kids and the fat, not just the kids, but the families while they're going through that kind of stuff. So that's a really wonderful thing. What would get you more excited donating a $1 million check or spending a week physically helping people? I'd say physically helping people because like I said, like I wrote the big check, but to actually physically see how much it, it, that actually makes an impact, definitely spending it on people. Who inspires you with their giving? Ooh, I would say definitely, I think Jesse Itzler and Devin Levesque, maybe we've talked about a lot. Just Jesse and her, her, her his husband, or Jesse and his wife, Sarah, they do the hell in the hell with their friends and family. And they know to donate a bunch of money to all these charities these people choose. And then just Dev with his bear quality did and donating 500,000 in mental health. That's super cool. And Obviously, they feel big to give big podcasts because you guys are rad too. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that entrepreneurs should start giving from the beginning of their business or wait till they've seen some success and have some money in the bank account? I mean, I don't, there's no really right way to do it, but I think you can, no matter how small it is, even if it's five bucks, I think businesses should always give back and to what they can. So I think starting out small all, from the beginning is a good thing to do. And then obviously, as you get bigger, your donations. 
So I, I'd say start from the beginning if you can. I believe we're working on a model with you, bro. We're going to get you given every single month here pretty soon. So I'm excited to hear more about that. But I'd love to hear what do you think of when you hear go big to give big? I just think that means just to, I think it's building those life resume moments that we've talked about going big and doing those big things and inspiring people. And then also tying that in with giving big at the same time. And I just think that the bigger things that you do in life, like say the run or selling real estate, I think the more, m- more things that you do, you can give big as well at the same time. So I think they're connected. It's just, you have to be the right person, have the mindset that you want to give big too. Awesome. In one word, describe the feeling you get when you give. I'd say grateful and humble too. Grateful. Well, that's two, but I'd say doubling, doubling down on two words, but both great words, man. Um, the final question we got for you, man. Do you believe that money can buy you happiness? I don't think it can buy you happiness, but you can use money as a tool to definitely do some cool things that can make you happy. Beautiful answer, dude. Well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story with us, giving us some inspiration and being a light for a lot of people that are going to be listening to this that are maybe going through some hard times or wanting to challenge themselves into something more. Take a second, brag on where people can find you or where they can follow your journey and and also see what maybe you're going to be launching into 2023. Yeah. So the biggest platform that I use is Instagram. So you can just find me at my handle at underscore jadenlee. J-Y-D-E-N-L-E-E. Awesome, dude. Well, thank you again for coming on. Thank you for all that you do for Children's Hospital and for inspiring so many people around you. It is prevalent. That is something that you are just born to do in this world. So thank you for for sharing that with us. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you both. Thank you for listening to the show. If you know someone who's an example of Go Big to Get Big, we would love if you could share this with them. We want to get our message out to as many listeners as we can. And it all starts by having people like you share it with your friends. Also, if you enjoyed the show, take 30 seconds and give us a five-star review. It's a simple act of giving that is free for you, helps us grow our message, and in return, allows others to find us sooner. And until the next episode, remember, always go bigger with your dreams and goals so you can give bigger with your profit.